The Really Fine Podcast is a podcast brought to you by Freestyle Creative. Each month, we talk to a community leader, an entrepreneur, or someone who's just hustling. My name is Sunny Adams, and joining me as co-host is Freestyle Creative owner and CEO, Becky Farzana. Good morning. Good morning. Joining us today is Parker and Sarah Cunningham from Free Mom Hugs. Free Mom Hugs advocates for equality for the LGBTQIA community by providing resources, education, and support. Sarah Cunningham, founder of Free Mom Hugs and the author of How We Sleep at Night, started her journey by joining Parker at Pride in 2014. The following year, she returned to Pride proudly wearing the first official Free Mom Hugs pin and hasn't stopped hugging since. She went viral in 2018 with her stand-in mom social media post offering to attend weddings in the place for parents who wouldn't. Today, Free Mom Hugs has blossomed into a unique, love-filled chapters across 48 states with members offering hugs, affirmation, and resources to the LGBTQIA community. Hello, Parker and Sarah. Thank you so much for Hello. joining us. Good morning. Hello. Hello. All right. So to kick things off, we heard that the rights to your book have officially been acquired and that process is completed. So congratulations. You know, Thank what was you. that process like? Tell us about it. Well, I still, we still can't believe it. Um, but we're thrilled to, to have our story told. It's one that thought that we were the only ones with this story to find that there are millions and millions of families just like ours and stories matter. And uh, we're just glad that, that we have a platform to, to share it. So how is Quarantine Live treating you guys and how are, your, how are you and your friends handling it? Well, uh, you know, the, the stay-at-home ban has been somewhat lifted here in Oklahoma, but as a family, we've decided that we are extending um, our stay-at-home. Uh, we're just following the same, same regiments that we were prior to the lift, and we're going to go another 30 days. Um, you know, my husband is a, a postman. He delivers mail to hundreds and hundreds of homes. And our daughter-in-law, Travis's wife, is in the healthcare industry. So we're just, you know, keeping it, uh, staying home as long as we can for at least another 30 days. Yeah. Yeah, we're extending ours a little bit as well. So we don't know exactly when our deadline is to go back. Mm -hmm. But yeah, same here. Yeah, I... I want to keep quarantine life as chill and constant as I can. You know, I, I yeah. like the kind of quiet time. It's sometimes it's nice to have like a little mental reset essentially and just yeah. give you a chance to set back. I know like we had talked before, I have really taken to baking bread. I, it's like a meditation for me. And so I've noticed a lot of people kind of picking hobbies that are meditative to a degree, you know, and to try to help get through everything. So mm -hmm. I honestly recommend baking bread. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I, yeah, I've seen a lot of people picking up hobbies and, you know, I've, I've seen a few things that are like, you know, well, not everybody has the opportunity to pick up a hobby or some people have to work and that yeah. is all true, but no matter what, life has been disrupted and there is a moment, mm -hmm. you know, to just think about things. I mean, whether your life has stopped, the world around you has a little bit. So mm -hmm. it's, everyone's kind of just trying to see what they can do and sometimes it's baking, sometimes it's working, sometimes it's sleeping and catching up on rest, you know, but yes. um, <clears throat> we're all trying to figure it out, you know. I used to like really deep clean my house at least once a month. Every Friday I had off, I would clean my house and cook and enjoy the weekend, right? Well, since Free Mom Hugs exploded, I haven't had that time. So my house has been neglected literally for yeah. about two years, yeah. right? Yeah, Free Mom Hugs takes up about a quarter of every room, if not more, yeah. you know, just stuff or things, lights. 
I thought, oh, this will be the time I can reclaim my home. I can get that room cleared out. I can work in the yard, you know, things that I usually have done. But since the pandemic, we've switched gears to a degree. I mean, I love the power of social media, but I mean, I, we've been busier than I have when yeah. before yeah. the pandemic. Like literally we have been busy. Not only are we on a learning curve trying to stay connected with our followers and just really be able to serve our the community that way, but I mean we've been extremely busy. Yeah. Extremely I, busy. My house is still a mess. Yeah. I um <laughs> I, I heard someone refer to like everyone is working harder than normal, but it's all spread out like cold butter on toast. And I just keep seeing that because it's just like it's there, but it's chunky, it's not where it's supposed to go. But it's there. You know, and it's true. So I love that. I'm, I'm gonna use that. that. <laughs> the best analogy I could think of. It's like not everything's bad, not everything's good, but it's all just cold, mm -hmm. chunky butter. <laughs> so funny. Uh, for an organization that's built on the idea of physically hugging someone, how are you guys handling social uh, social distancing? Well, you're right. It about. Uh, you know, on Friday the 13th of March, the calendar for free mom hugs just basically cleared and everything was either canceled or yeah. postponed. And um, it could have been a devastating blow. Uh, as you know, we're, we're preparing for a physical tour from Oklahoma mm -hmm. City to Washington, mm -hmm. D.C. So, I mean, we had all but loaded up the Jeep to get ready to go to, you know, on that tour. And so, uh, but thankfully, we do have a national board and we had a tour committee together already and we do have a huge social media following and so we were already connected through the power of social media i'm so thankful for that mm -hmm. but um not being able to give those hugs and high fives not being able to to really have that physical connection the tour is probably i think one of the most uh important parts of free mom hugs because you know, you make connections along the way. The, the first year or the second year when Parker and I went on tour, we met a mom in Topeka, Kansas, who thought she was the only mom in, in the world with a transgender child to meet at a local, you know, mom and pop shop and meet two other parents and sit at a table and find out, number one, she's not alone. And now they have the resources. So you make connections that are empowering and lasting on the tour. And it just is about being everything that our mission statement is, mm -hmm. is about, about being visible, about providing educational resources and having those conversations. Yeah. But I mean, like you were saying, like if it was an organization based on hugs, which I mean, yes, that's where it started. And yes, that's the, I, really the foundation of what we do. But um, A, we were already planning, I mean, it was Pride season now is April through December, you know what I mean, yeah. throughout the United States. But I mean, how do we, what do we do if we don't show up and hug? And um, a phrase that we have used for a while is going beyond the hug, just meaning like, mm -hmm. okay, well, what does that look like when I can't hug someone? Or if, you know, I'm trying to send some love and encouragement to someone who's across the United States or across the world, whatever it is. And this is really that playing out. You know, what does our organization look like when it does go beyond the hug? Um, and not only with what we're doing, but just with the chapters around, you know, the United States, it's just incredible to see, um, when you and I spoke the other day, we were talking about, um, we had a mom, uh, who is just making like pinto beans for drag queens and, and you coined the term beans for queens, which is my sweet yeah. favorite. I wrote it down in this notebook. Um, can we make but, a shirt? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm working <laughs> a on a little it. crown, but it's just a thing. I mean, it's just going beyond the hug. I mean, that looks at like a million different things and, um, it's just encouraging to us, but I'm sure 
has to be encouraging to other people just to see what that looks like, you know? And um, Yeah, we had um, uh, Katrina on our board. She says, going beyond the hug is, has become our battle cry. And um, just, and even when we can hug again, it's going to be even more powerful mm-hmm. than before, I believe. And it was pretty powerful. Yeah, before. it will mean something completely yeah. different after this. So how, how has the audience embraced the going virtual or remote with the So far, so good. Uh, for example, okay. we have a chapter leader in Arizona who uh, paid, played a huge role in their first virtual mm-hmm. Arizona Pride. And it was a huge uh, collected effort from the community there, and it was very successful. Um, I think our main concern at the moment is really trying to stay connected to those individuals on the, uh, in, within the community who are at home, mm-hmm. perhaps with unaffirming parents and trying to reach those parents. And we've been hearing from those people and those parents and uh, just really trying to speak to that and offer a platform for that. So that's what I'm hoping with the virtual tour because we're going to reach moms um, or, you know, individuals from the community that we may not have met, you know, through the physical tour. Yeah. Kind of not that we had, you know, a ton of rules for our physical tour, but it really just when it went virtual, I mean, it opened everything up. It's like, well, we have some, in a way more possibilities than we did before. Yeah. and to have conversations that we might not have normally had, or, you know, just people who, who were too busy to speak with us that we would love to hear from before are now just at home. You know? like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been really, really cool. Yeah. No, that uh, makes that's, perfect that's, sense. That's great to hear that virtually it's been opening up a lot of doors for them to be able to uh, connect. And that's, that's well, and on top of just teaching people how to connect. I mean, we're right. We have, we have a, a very, um, very mixed audience, but I mean, we have moms. Mm-hmm. The majority are either moms or like young queer people. Some of us are very good with technology. Some of us are not. And so, <laughs> you know, it's been really interesting seeing that playing field kind of leveled out yeah. as well. You know, um, we're seeing, you know, these moms that you would say like, oh gosh, my mom has a Facebook. Well, they're creating virtual prides and they're Skyping with people across the United States and they're connecting wow. with, you know, all these people. And it's like, all right. I see you, you yeah. know. Or the yeah. kids are at home online and they go, hey, mom, come, come look at this, mm-hmm. you know, or, the, yeah. or they're showing their moms how to get on social media. Um, but one thing that we stressed early, early on with our chapter leaders who have been so amazing through this entire process is to keep our Facebook pages full of encouragement, mm-hmm. affirmation, educational resources. I mean, even more so and celebrating the community, you know, so many, like what kind of summer is this? You know, you're just trying to reclaim that time and they've been doing an amazing job, amazing job. You could go to any chapter in any state and see, you know, encouragement, affirmation, educational resources, everything right there. And we hear from people all the time saying, we love following your pages because they can get, you can get news anywhere. You can get, you know, yeah. good news and bad news anywhere. You can, you know, but you know on a Free Mom Hugs chapter page, you're going to get some love and affirmation. And we've seen great healing and really good connections there. Right. That's fantastic. It seems like you guys have connected with a lot of people, heard a lot of different stories. Um, is there one in particular that's impacted you the most? Yes. To be able to share? Yes. Uh, most recently, um, 
I shared um, about how I'd been going to the PO box for free mom hugs. And usually it's pretty full. You know, we've, we thought about maybe having to get a bigger PO box. But it's always good with uh, letters or donations or, you know, just there's mail. There's snail mail there. But when the pandemic hit, it's like suddenly like the first two times I went to the PO box, there was nothing there. And I get it. You know, people are just kind of taken back. And then we started getting cards and letters of from you know, just cheering us on and encouragement. And I received one letter from a young person out of Denver. We're going to share uh, their story on the tour, on the virtual tour. So I don't want to give too much away, but yeah. uh, this individual wrote a letter, a two-page letter from, from Colorado, and they shared their story. And uh, it was quite moving, and uh, it, was, it was sad, uh, but it was... It was um, it was beautiful because out of out of just great self uh, I'm kind of at a loss for words but this individual had searched themselves so much and had to come to the decision that they had to separate from their parents because the parents could not accept this person in their true authentic selves and so you have to make a choice and they did. And, uh, but they wrote the letter uh, on behalf of some videos that we shared and how encouraging, uh, they found them and how they got the sense from free mom hugs that free, you know, the free mom hugs family does love the community and that we do love them. And, uh, so I shared that letter on social media and then they reached out to me directly and said, thank you for sharing that letter and all the healing that had come from sharing that letter and people just blowing up the power of social yeah, media, encouraging, and... encouraging them. And uh, they had contacted me and said how healing that was. And so they're sharing, they made a video and they're going to share it. We're going to share it on our virtual tour. And so mm-hmm. that's the power of social media. That's the power of making your words count and sharing your story. And that, that's what will change the world. That's what will, will bring about making the world a safer, kinder, more loving place for families like ours and people like this beautiful person in Denver. And hopefully maybe their parents will see it and come around. Yeah. We're always hopeful that parents will come around, but if they don't, we are chosen family in every sense of the word. That's beautiful. I can't wait to see the continuation of that story on the tour. That's going to be, that's going to be really impactful. It's people need profound. to see and hear that. It changed me. It changed our lives. Just hearing Parker's heart and mm-hmm. meeting his friends and getting to know this beautiful spirit filled community and seeing them in a different way. You know, I didn't, I never had an issue with people being gay until it was our own son. And then, you know, you just uh, were raised in a way that you absorb this idea that it was wrong. And through that journey, just getting educated and, and realizing and coming to the, the fact that it is not wrong. And so you proclaim that you, <clears throat> excuse me, you have to proclaim that because you're accountable to what you know now. It's not wrong. And it's, it's to be celebrated as an important part of our history and our future right now. That's beautiful. And it's true. It's so true. It's so impactful. Oh my gosh. Speaking of giving more people the opportunity to have those moments though, and to give your chapters the resources that they need to reach 
a bigger audience and to get them those voices and help people find those found families. I wanted to kind of talk to you about your centralization of the brand and the steps that you guys took with Ad Club and Ad to OKC to uh, kind of bring that all together, you know. So when you started the process of applying to be the public service recipient, you know, what were you hoping would be the end result? What were you trying to achieve by applying for that to begin with? Well, being a newly um, founded nonprofit, even though, you know, we officially got the got the tax number, tax ID mm -hmm. number, it, it just is a process to get established, to be sustainable. And the, the hope that we had in applying for uh, your service was that it would be able to achieve something that we, we had no means to do. Mm -hmm. You know, we had, I think we had, I'm not even kidding, I think we had like $175 in the bank. You know, I mean, that's the reality of a nonprofit. Yeah. Um, we had no grants. Uh, we don't have. We didn't have any reoccurring donations. So we were just so hopeful and so inspired by what you were offering that we thought, what have we got to lose? Yeah, and and before that too. I mean, our organization. It's been so many things before it is what it has become now. And so you know, before it was like, do we do we, what do we need? What we needed constantly was changing. You know, and um, it's just been so great to have outside guys that are also now familiar with, with the work that we're doing and we are now familiar with the work that you guys are doing. Um, and so it's just been great to have, you know, um, outside eyes who are aware of what's going on, you know what I mean? Kind of be able to look yeah. at it and help us, help guide us in, um, in better, more, more fruitful directions, you know? And yeah. I think consistency, you know, mm -hmm. when early on, at, shortly after going viral, it's like people just wanted to do what we were doing. They didn't want to have to recreate the wheel. They didn't want to try to, you know, they just wanted to do what we were doing. So how do you do that? You need, you need, um, what are you calling them? The pat, the panels. We don't even know what it's called. You need, you need the guidelines. You need the, yeah. the booklets. Protocol, you, yeah. need, you need the uh, promotional stuff that tells mm -hmm. people you know, what we're doing, what's been successful, and how to make sure that our chapters are on the same page in consistency. Um, make sure that we know that we are, everyone is fully affirming um, consent on a hug. Uh, there are policies and procedures to keep everyone safe, to uh, be successful in the ways of being fruitful, in a way to really serve the community where they're at. And some people just need some direction. And with yeah. your service, you're able to provide that through the booklets, through the pamphlets, through the, uh, and what I love about the advertising too, is that, um, you know, the Free Mom Hugs logo, logo is now considered a national movement. It's recognized globally. And to, to imagine something so simple as a button, yeah. and you almost don't even know, need to read to know what that means. And I think through the power of your abilities, through your companies, that it's just going to make that even bigger and better and more profound. And what a message of mm -hmm. unconditional love. That's mm -hmm. what it's about. And that Do at a glance. Do you have that button? Do you have that original button? This is the, this is where it all started from. Oh, wow. Look at it. Yeah. <laughs> this mm -hmm. is the original button. And, um, I, I, it's homemade. I didn't, um, if you can't tell, if you can't tell, <laughs> smart ass. 
the homemade button and uh, I pinned it to my sundress and I went to the Oklahoma City Pride Festival in 2015 and with anyone who made eye contact with me, I would say, could I offer you a free mom hug or a high five? And from that experience, we started the nonprofit Free Mom Hugs. It's so perfect. Wow. I mean, that's what, that's the definition of a, a, a special good brand. Like that is the type of thing that people immediately connect with. And you, it just, it's perfect in its simplicity in that they're hugs. This is like the purity of what it is. And that was, you know, getting the chance to work with Add to OKC to work with you guys to kind of dig into the different chapters resources and, you know, see the materials that they had come up with. It was just really beautiful because it really kind of struck me that each chapter was really unique and had their own vision of how things were. They were all just like their own entity, but they all had the same core heart and mission. And that was just really cool to see that they just immediately gravitated towards you guys and what that was. And they just had to be a part of it. And I really think that by being able to produce a brand guide that includes things like writing tips, how to ask for donated media, uh, how to deal with interviews, you know, that's really scary if you've never had to give an interview before or, you know, even the social and the digital ads, that's just one piece that they don't have to worry about now. You know, they get to focus on the mission and the journey, and they don't have to worry about trying to figure out the first five steps and jump immediately to step six. So that was really cool to be able to help and participate with that. And I just, I love this group. Well, you guys are helping empower, you know, people across the United States, you know, um, and we're just so thankful to and, you guys. And this is in a way that, that we didn't have the, to- yeah. the tools or the resources to do that, but you did. And you saw a need and you're able to fulfill it and you're setting each chapter up for success to be able to just show up and do what we do and be able to have those resources um, is just something that we couldn't have done on our own. So mm-hmm. we're just really, really thankful. Each chapter is unique. They're, you know, the needs in Tennessee are different than what we see here and they do things differently, but several of the things are the same, you know, so there is consistency there, but it allows them to be their unique uh, personalities because moms are different. You know, we look, we're, we're short, we're fat, we're skinny, we're brassy, mm-hmm. we're sassy, we're classy, but in our heart are still the same. We still want what's best for our children. We still want to, you know, celebrate, um, mm-hmm you know, our children. Can you kind of uh, go a little deeper into that of what some of the differences you're experiencing with the chapters and what they're struggling with? Well, uh, for example, you can have California or um, Tennessee might have three to 600 moms show up for Mm -hmm. an event. And uh, where you might have someone in in Arkansas have five to 10 Mm -hmm. moms show up. They all have the same heart, all have the same, you know, desire to show up for prides. And you have... um, some needs that might be a little differently there. For example, in Oklahoma, we have a transgender community that is somewhat underground in the rural areas. And so you have, um, you know, learning about the different resources there, like clothing closets or um, well, food pantries, things like that to help in the rural areas. But yeah. Well, I mean, like places where the resources are, are, you know, and I could talk about this all day, but where the resources are faith-based, you know, a lot of times they won't take, you know, trans youth or whatever. Um, 
uh, it's really about the demographic. Like she was saying, sometimes like in LA, we'll sometimes have, you know, 80 moms show up to every single pride and just hug the crap out of people. Where in another state, we might have three moms that show up to every single thing there is to show up to. You know what I mean? To every single thing. Everybody knows who they are, you know? Um, but also the demographic demographic of the community. And, and it's kind of like, I don't want to say all these moms are stepping into the deficit, but it's like, that's what moms do. You kind of step in and you see what needs need to be met and where comfort needs to be given and, um, and so much more. But I mean, that's, I think the biggest thing that has set it apart is just where they have needed to step in and where that has brought the most comfort where they are, you know? Yeah. And just being a hub, a hub for resources. Mm -hmm. I mean, when an individual, excuse me, in the community knows that there's a free mom hugs group, they know that they can go to that group in the private, in a private message for encouragement, for resources, for, you know, at a pride event. I mean, I, I heard of uh, one group that they have a box at their pride table and you can put in your name and address in there if you want cards throughout the year and they just send snail mail. I mean, from an act, a simple act like that, that keeps the connection in between prides. Um, yeah. I mean, it's things like that, or you have just wonderful resources that, um, that they have that they can offer just to, just to be a presence and try to meet the need. We're not mental health providers. Um, a lot, we don't have a lot of money. We don't give donations in that way, but what we can give uh, has, has proven to be life-saving and we can point to the resources that can help. With that, what's, what's next for Free Mom Hugs? Is there anything you wanna share with us? Well, there's a couple of things. The first would be, you know, we're preparing for the virtual tour. We start that mm-hmm. on May the 10th, Mother's Day. Uh, we have been donated an office space and we're working on getting that uh, prepared so we will actually have an office. Yeah, that is, a, that is a dream we have been working on for, I mean, before we were even officially an organization, it's like, we need a room, a delegated room somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just really hoping that'll, that'll be a huge thing. Um, I just keep thinking about, I mean, prides, you know, and it's it's not the thing is, is in the beginning of all of this, it was like, oh, it's just rescheduled. Oh, it's just postponed. Oh, it's this, that, the other. And I think a lot of us are kind of getting to the point where it's like, no, I'm fine until we can get back. But when we do, it's going to be incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, so for me, I think that's a big one. Yeah, just, that's- I'm not waiting on prides anymore, but I'm so excited about that. <laughs> Does that make sense? More time to plan. Yes, yeah, we but- know when it happens, it's, it's going to be grand and beautiful and even more more um, more important um, but we have the documentary coming out there's a mama bear documentary coming out that includes a lot of information about free mom hugs and moms in other countries or in other states uh, really just doing the work and uh, so I mean we have a lot a lot of good things coming up in the good good in the way that it's going to really serve the community and their parents so that's what I'm most excited yeah. about. Mm-hmm. This has been very fantastic. Again, thank you, Parker and Sarah, for your time sharing your stories with us. And thank you to our listeners. We hope that everyone's learned as much as we have today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, the RFP OKC podcast. And uh, thank you all so much. 
I'll give you a little virtual hug and a virtual, virtual hug. hug. Virtual hug. Air hug. <laughs> and make sure you go to the Free Mom Hugs website, freemomhugs.org. And check it out. Tons of resources. They have it broken out state by state. So you can go through and find your state and resources that are available there. And be on the lookout for the brand guide if you're in the chapters. So you'll start seeing those roll out pretty soon. And thank you, guys. Thank, thank you. Very much. Bye. Bye, Take guys. Care. Thank you.